0: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. For over two decades now, I have annually attempted to write a personal version of a State of the Union address. Now, it's never been an endeavor to write what the sitting president, Democrat or Republican, would, could, or should say to the nation. It's simply my version of a message. This is the 24th time I've done this. So here we are again. President Biden will deliver his first State of the Union in a most difficult moment. We have challenges at home and abroad. They're real and they're really hard. The American people face significant challenges, and I think they also face extraordinary opportunities. So as we begin, I'm going to restate for those who may have some confirmation bias or some hyper partisanship or instant certainty might cause them to miss this. I am not suggesting in what you're about to hear that President Biden would, could or should delivered this version of the State of the Union. It is the State of the Union from the perspective of one guy with an opinion and a microphone. So let's begin. Madam Speaker, members of Congress, and my fellow Americans, we find ourselves in the midst of difficult days here at home and trying times abroad. Truly, these are the moments that try the souls of good women and good men everywhere. Many in our nation are worried about where we are as a society and our seemingly fragile, fragmented, and fracturing connections to each other as fellow travelers. Many are weary from the long night of the pandemic and the devastating division in our communities, the financial distress, and the tragic deaths of despair that have followed in so many ways. Too many, far too many in this country, are wondering if our shared future in America can actually be as bright as our past or if we're doomed to decline. My fellow Americans, this is not the time for the citizens of the United States to cower in the corner. Now is the time for us to stand up, to stand together, to stand against tyranny and division, and stand for each other and every freedom-loving soul around the world. Let Let me remind us all that the greatest moments in our nation's history have come in times like these. It is in such moments that we demonstrate to the world and to ourselves the principles we profess to believe and the content of our character that we've tried to forge. It's been said that circumstances don't make the nation, but circumstances reveal the essence of the true character of the country. We face challenges tangible and real in our nation that are undermining the confidence of our citizens Issues include inflation, the cost of gas and groceries, government spending, health care, immigration, education, racism, criminal justice, climate, and equal opportunity for all, just to name a few. Now, the cynic will declare America broken. I am here to declare that despite our sometimes halting steps, our flaws, and our failures, the United States of America is not broken, just unfinished. I remind you that my address tonight is the State of the Union, not the State of the Government. And I can declare with great confidence that the State of the Union is strong. Tonight, I have not passed out my speech in advance so that partisans can know when to stand and applaud. I believe this is not a moment to deliver a laundry list of new government programs to satisfy partisan special interest groups and raise campaign cash. I'm determined to restore the State of the Union ...to its proper place as a report to Congress and to the American people. Now, as an equal opportunity offender tonight, I state that our two previous presidents, one Democrat and one Republican, contributed to the undermining and politicization of this address in a most discouraging and distressing way. There are some here tonight on both sides of the aisle and some in seats of power who have also torn the fabric of the State of the Union through grandstanding, grandstanding that might be fitting for their social media popularity, but has no place in this temple of freedom and democracy. This State of the Union is not a political rally. To that end, I've actually extended a personal invitation to each member of the Supreme Court to join us in the People's House tonight, as is right and proper Sadly, over the last decade, it has become increasingly difficult for these esteemed jurists to sit in this chamber for what has become more of a political campaign spectacle than an address to Congress and the nation. Members of the Supreme Court, thank you for being here and for your vital work. The work you do in the judicial branch helps us uphold the rule of law, vital to our continued success as a nation. Let me turn our attention now to where our attention has been drawn in recent days. Ukraine. The American people have been stirred by the bravery, unity, commitment to freedom of the people of Ukraine. They've demonstrated it. They've lived it. It is interesting to me that it has taken a battle for freedom abroad that has caused us as citizens to reflect on the principles we hold dear here at home. The people of Ukraine have set aside every difference, every disagreement, every bit of contention, every previous offense or petty argument to unite. My fellow Americans, we all would be wise to do the same. Beginning in our homes and neighborhoods, in our communities and across this country, we should set division and trivial disagreements aside and once again unite for the good of the nation. The current conflict is not a war between the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine. Like most wars in history, the current conflict is a war for the power of a few at the expense of the many. The innocent and the most vulnerable in both countries will take the brunt of this unnecessary war. Through massive disinformation, we see evil being called good and good being called evil. That is how hate is stirred, contempt is cultivated, and war begins to be waged. So for peace to prevail... Citizens must recognize truth and make the moral judgment to choose freedom and self-determination. Yes, my fellow Americans, this is a moral moment. We must make a moral judgment between good and evil, as I believe we'll be judged for what we do in such moments, individually and as a nation. Will we stand with the freedom-loving people of Ukraine and, yes, with the freedom-loving people of Russia and everywhere else in the world? I'm committing that the United States of America will lead from the front, not from behind, in providing real, tangible support, supplies, and strength for freedom to stand in Europe. Authoritarians like Vladimir Putin don't fear sanctions, or even military might. They fear freedom, and they fear faith. Where people of faith hold to the principles of freedom, dictators and despots fail and ultimately fall. While the countries of Russia and Ukraine appear to be divided by war, the people of those nations are united by faith. And I invite the people of Ukraine, the people of Russia, and all of us to unite in a day of prayer. Recognizing the sisterhood of women, the brotherhood of man, will help all of us recognize and be blessed by the fatherhood of God. As a nation, we've declared that we are all created equal that all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're more united and more similar than we know, and I pray for peace for all lands and all people and invite you to join me. Now let's turn for just a moment to several issues here at home that we need to address. In examining these issues, I invite you to reject the fake fights and the false choice of political extremes. As you sit at home tonight, I know many of you are calculating family budgets, making ends meet, and evaluating future plans for home, education of children, or your retirement. Sharpening the spreadsheets and pencils relating to family budgets is a reality for most of us. Inflation is hitting all of us. A year ago, we thought maybe inflation wasn't anything. Then it appeared to be transitory. Now, we know it just is. Government has made it worse, not better. And we will begin tonight to change that. The word for tonight is AND. Yes, three simple letters, A-N-D, starting with energy. We can and must return to energy independence and become a net exporter of oil and natural gas to the world. We can do this AND we can accelerate our path toward clean, green, and renewable sources. Currently, we're taking dirty oil and energy from Russia and other parts of the world. They have not cared for the environment and taken steps to be cleaner and better. By returning to energy independence, we will stop the flow of dirty dollars to Vladimir Putin's dirty designs. The natural byproduct of this initiative will also drive down the cost of energy, of gas, and a host of other goods for the American people. That will bring relief to your budget, to your bank account. It's also time for a real audit of government spending. Here again, I'm calling on every member of Congress in this room and leaders of the political parties, heads of government agencies, and the American people to demand more and expect better. Both parties must be committed to rooting out waste, fraud, and abuse and ensure that the money of the American people is spent producing results for the American people. And all of this must be done with an eye to the future. We can no longer be comfortable passing along our debt to generations yet unborn. That is the ultimate in taxation without representation. So I conclude tonight by channeling my inner Adelaide Stevenson, who said, let us talk sense to the American people. Let us tell them the truth that there are no gains without pains, that there are, that we are now on the eve of great decisions, not easy decisions. What counts now is not just what we're against, but what we are for, who leads us is less important than what leads us. What convictions, what courage, what faith, I have great faith in the American people. I still believe that while our politics are badly broken, America is not. We're just unfinished. I remain bullish on the future of this country because of who we are and where we've been. Join me in ensuring that the state of this union, our union, the United States of America's union, remains strong and free. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. This is your daily resource for critical breaking news, weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on the KSL News Radio app. Brought to you by Any Hour Services. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Four hours until the State of the Union address on KSL News Radio, Utah.